quote, uh, Jax ducked a risky beheading strike and switched to a one-handed grip on the on his lamppost. He spun his weapon under the man's sword and rolled his wrist. The Damascene warrior's sword was wrenched from his grasp and flipped through the air. Jax caught it deftly in his free hand. Uh-oh. <laughs> he got my gun. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 110. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge. It's weird being in the triple digits still. I'm still not used to it. <laughs> and we're, ten, we we're get, 10 episodes into it. <laughs> wait till we get to four digits. Oh, um, God. That's when the MMO's going to come out. <laughs> uh, no, don't make me wait that long, Ryan. I will drive to your headquarters and I will hit the launch button. <laughs> No, Hatch, it's unfinished. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's great to have this huge catalog. Because at this point, I think, put it this way, if you've been listening to us up to this point, you are now in intermediate territory when it comes to knowledge of League of Legends lore. Uh, we should figure out where we would give you, uh, like once you graduate from beginner, where that technically happens. I, Probably around the 50 episode range. Yeah. Or like the sixty episode, yeah. Um, I, I think it, it also depends on like if like what order you're listening to everything in. Because like, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of the OGs out there have spent a lot of time listening to our Stardians episode. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! So, but like if you've just been powering through like all the like our champion episodes and stuff, yeah. like you have a really good foundation for the world, which is what yeah. we wanted to build, uh, and. So we could get into episodes like what we're going to start doing today of just, you know, the stories built that go around these bigger than life characters. Um, so it, we had to build that foundation so you could start having fun with us because this is the fun stuff. This is where, <laughs> this is where it gets good, baby. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking Jax again. We're talking about his story, None Shall Pass, um, which always reminds me of uh, the classic – uh, Futurama bit, none like it hot. Uh, the <laughs> documentary video about global warming. <laughs> That's funny. Back in my day, the internet was only used for pornography. Oh, it's still true today. <laughs> but before we get there, as always, housekeeping up top. This is you helping us, which is listening to us everywhere. Um, you can find us. And then email us at podcastcore at gmail.com. If you want to get in contact, have any recommendations, uh, visit us at podcastcore. Remember, that's C-O-R dot com for all of our info. Follow us on all the platforms. That helps with discovery. And then leave a like and a comment. We appreciate it. But the easiest way, the way we've started, how we've gotten this far is word of mouth. So tell a friend to learn how to boil an egg by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. That's right. It's time to go back to your favorite cooking podcast. All right. And today we're going to go over boiled eggs. So first <laughs> ingredient we need are eggs. All right. <laughs> it, it reminds me like we give somebody a, a deck recommendation, but they don't have all the cards. It's like if I don't have eggs, is there anything I can substitute? In for the no, egg? no. <laughs> 
Like you just you just have boiled at that point. <laughs> You're just making tea. Yeah. I, I, and I, I all like those questions are always best when it's like on a in a Twitch chat too. Yeah, because it's like I don't know what it is about Twitch chat. Like in a YouTube in a YouTube comment, and everything they'll ask like some questions of cards that could actually be slotted out. But yeah. then like on a Twitch stream, it would be like this Fiora deck looks like a lot of fun. Uh, can I play this without Fiora? Like, bro, listen to listen to your own question. Listen to your own statement. You've just said you don't have Fiora. And you called it a Fiora deck. So, you know, getting into the story. Uh, disclaimer. So, if you've listened to a lot of our episodes, we just talked about, like, beginners, intermits, uh, intermediate, all that. Uh, you've heard me talk extensively about the Drist legend uh written by r.a salvatore and how that's like one of my favorite things i grew up with it and one uh feature of his writing is he does long extensive very detailed well thought out fight scenes because drist is a ranger type character and he's has an expertise and it's consistent throughout the writing he's known for it this story we're talking about today is great because we're following jacks it's written in that style um, it's not very complex on what's going on. Jax is essentially taking on a bunch of Damascian soldiers one-on-one, -on -one, and it's showing it through his view on, um, first of all, what is his motive for doing this in just a random day, and what the end result of this discovery is, which is going to be a little treat for you all. Um, so most of this is kind of a detailed fight scene, and we're just going to read some directly from the passage itself, uh, but kind of set, set it up as we go along. Yeah, and we make this joke a lot of times when we do episodes like this, uh, so let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. This is uh, a story that makes really good Sakuga, all right? Like, this is... Yeah. If we got an animation of this, I think everybody would enjoy it, uh, and especially, like, if we got an animation of, like, what would happen after the story, like, when yeah. we get to that surprise, bro, I would lose it. I would watch <laughs> that animation back-to-back -back over and over again. It would be awesome, but let's dive into it before I yeah. spoil it. Yeah, so we start the story with Jax sitting cross-legged on a bridge in Damasia, and he's kind of cleaning some of the blood off his lamppost. He already got some action and enjoys his third boiled egg of the day. And at the other end of the bridge, he hears Damasian soldiers deciding and kind of arguing amongst each other who will face him next. And this is... Really cool because like we we don't really get to like talk too much about like uh the actual weapon master in action, uh especially for the people that listen to our uh Jack's bio episode. You know, that one is really just going into like how that he trained and then how he got to the point where his story currently is. But we don't really dive too much into how strong of a warrior Jax actually is. Uh, and he's taking on basically a regiment of Demacians. And we know from a lot of our Demacian episodes, as well as like the Poppy episodes, that this is a military, a military nation, all right? Like they take a heavy amount of pride in their martial prowess. And Jax is literally sitting cross-legged, eating a boiled egg, after beating the crap out of a bunch of them, waiting for the next guy, just like, what's up? What's up? Let's do it again. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's how badass Jax is. He's essentially on a mission to G check a bunch of Damascians. <laughs> Stop it. 
as he explains himself. <laughs> so uh, after this, he sighs after he, you know, is kind of finishing up his egg and he's beginning to uh, dream and think about nostalgia because he's been here before. We know how old Jax is if you've listened to our previous episode, which you always should do. And he begins to feel a bit homesick as his mind wanders and his home is obviously Icathia, which at this point no longer exists. And he thinks about also this storm in the distance that's coming from, because remember, Targa, Targa, the Targon Mountains aren't too far from here. So it's rolling in from Targon, essentially, and he knows it's going to cause some rain, but it kind of gives him optimism because it will make the cobblestones that he's standing on slippery. And this would give the next fight a bit more of interest to him because he hasn't really had a challenge up to this point. But most importantly, he mentions any opponent who can adapt to fighting in those conditions well would prove useful fighting by his side against actual monsters from the beyond, which he's mentioned before. And this is where he reveals his motive in this first part for why he's challenging these these uh, Damascian soldiers. And I do like this from the storytelling point of view where they're not trying to leave Jax's motives as the climax of the story, right? Like they're, they're not going to leave us in the suspense of like, why the hell is Jax sitting on this bridge beating the crap out of a bunch of Damasians? It's like, no... We'll tell you right out the gate so that you can actually enjoy what Jax is doing and enjoy the fighting that's going on there and the story itself. Um, I, I've I've read a handful of stories that kind of like, oh, we're gonna leave the motives hidden and we're gonna that's gonna be the twist at the end of the story. And it's yeah. like no, like it, that's not a good twist, right? Like that's th- this is something that's important as far as for the overall story. So just go ahead and give it to the audience so they can enjoy what's going on. Exactly. So, as always, story's best in three parts, so we broke this into three. Uh, So the second part of this story, he hears someone yell, stand and face me, and they have a powerful voice. And Jax holds up his finger, and he's like, wait, you know, I'm finishing my egg. He does that, and then pulls his mask back down, because remember, Jax is fully clothed. Like, he has no exposed skin, which he talks about, and we're given some details about on why that is. Uh, But then he takes a look at the man, and he sees him, looks him up and down, strong guy, He has a sword. He's removed some of his armor, so he's more mobile, and he most likely knows how to use that sword. So Jax approves, compliments him, but then the man, you know, yells back and essentially just calls him a monster. Which, to be fair, I get it. Like (laughs) we just we just said, you know, like take a look at Jax. He's fully clothed, and which is true. But then you can also, you know, take a look at Jax. He only has like three fingers. But that appears to be natural (laughs) for his build. And he's got this weird, like, three-eye thing going on. No, I get it. And especially especially since he's in Demacia, who do not like people that are not like Demacians. (laughs) And you already don't even look human. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, he, yeah, he's got good reason to call him a monster. I, I, I can't get too mad at him. <laughs> if you've listened to our Yordo episodes, you know Hedge is in favor of slurs. He doesn't oh, oh discrimination my is his thing. <laughs> 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 
Somebody's gonna noise clip that, or somebody's gonna clip that right there, and my political career is ruined. I, I no longer have any shot of getting into office. So. Jack stands up because that obviously ends the conversation. He stretches a bit and he says he does this to give the man more confidence that he's actually going to do something. Uh, But also he's been fighting for four straight hours, which is very impressive. And then the man charges naturally yelling for Damasia. And I want to follow this by uh, reading the passage of what happens at the beginning of this fight. Right. So for Damasia shouted this. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just saying, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> dive into it, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, for Damasia, shouted the swordsman. He attacked with the same tired, predictable strikes all the others had. The man was fast and strong, enough to wield his sword in one hand. Jack swayed aside from the first blow, ducked the second, and parried the third. He spun inside the swordsman, swordsman's guard, hammered his elbow against the side of his helmet. The metal buckled, and the man went down to one knee with a grunt of pain. Jax gave him a moment to still the ringing in his head. The man tore off his helmet and dropped it to the bridge. So, already starting off bad for him. <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, bad, bad for our Demacian, uh, not so much friend here, but... Pretty damn good for Jax. Like the and I love I love that we're getting this from the first person perspective of Jax too, because we know that Jax is a weapons master. And yeah. we know from his bio that he trained to become a Kahari, and the Kahari were the most elite warriors in Acathia. And not only was he training to be Kahari, he trained with Shereman martial artists as well before the Akathian uprising. So this is a man that's not like he's not foreign at all to the concept of sparring. And this first person view really helps us get that mindset because he's for him. It's not a fight for him. He's like, oh, I already know what you're doing. I've seen these same strikes, so I dodge here, I dodge here, parry, go in to the head. All right, now, you know, go ahead, regain your balance, and let's go with the next one. And so I love that there because it really gives... It really gives you a great insight into Jax's mind as far as being the weapons master. Yes, perfect. And that moves us into the next part of this passage where it says, quote... Uh, Jax ducked a risky beheading strike and switched to a one-handed grip on the on his lamppost. He spun his weapon under the man's sword and rolled his wrist. The Damascian warrior's sword was wrenched from his grasp and flipped through the air. Jax caught it deftly in his free hand. Uh-oh. <laughs> he got my gun. <laughs> oh, no. I ain't got that thing on me no more. (laughs) So Jax mentioned that, you know, after that first initial beginning of the fight, he was able to get inside this guy's head, both physically and mentally. (laughs) Yes. And it threw him off of his game. And he noticed he started to get sloppy. And that's what made him kind of lose faith in this fight where he's just like, oh, here we go. He doesn't have like the, uh, the, the focus to keep his senses about him, which leads to him taking his weapon. Uh, Which, this is important for like two reasons. One, uh, 
it's borderline more entertaining for Jax at that point because like you know he's already looking that there's you know rain on the way and any warrior that can adapt to that is going to be someone that he can use but it's also exciting for him because it makes it more difficult yeah and when this man loses control it's like yes i'm a weapons master i fought countless foes at this point in life so I already know that I can take you, but at the very least, it's not the same predictable strikes anymore. Yeah. Like at the very least, I'm going to have fun taking you out now, but it, but he's also, so it's like that he's a little bit excited at that prospect while also upset because it's like, well, great. This is not someone that I can take with me to go deal with the real threat. And so it's a little bit bittersweet here, but man, like talk about the friggin' style on Jax. Like this is, this is where we're talking about like the Sakuga stuff. Cause you could already see like the good old fashioned, like Shonen jump anime yeah. style of this, just this giant sword going in the air and it's spinning at like 2000 RPM. <laughs> <laughs> and the Jax just catches it. <laughs> yeah. And his weapon, and remember, Jax is holding his lamp post, which looks like a two-handed weapon, but he can wield in one hand. So yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next episode when we talk about the Icathian story. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, this, this, How this, big Jax is, which gives us perspective outside of the game. But, yeah. so we'll, he lost we'll his blicky. That. Enjoy the Sakuga first. Yeah. Let's enjoy the Sakuga first. <laughs> the man loses his blicky, so naturally he pulls a knife. And the next passage we get here is the Damasian drew his dagger and rushed him. Jack shook his head at his foolishness. He threw the sword from the bridge and sidestepped a series of blistering fast thrust. He ducked a sweeping cut and caught a thunderous right cross in his open palm. He nodded towards the river. Hope you can swim, he said. And we know what falls next. He dumps the guy over. And then he asks, who's next? Dude, what a friggin' power move. Just like because uh, it again like the the description is not even just like trying to kind of say that this guy is just absolutely useless it's like no the these strikes are like blisteringly fast yeah. because this is a trained demosian soldier which is one of the strongest militaries at this point of runeterra that's left mm -hmm. like you could argue it'd be like demosia and technically behind like noxus right mm -hmm. but like th these are guys that train constantly so i mean this guy is Going for the throat. He's going all in. And Jax is just that good. It's, yeah. Well, so there's blistering, like, fast strikes. And Jax is just kind of like, I am so ashamed of you. Uh, <laughs> you had such promise. And At this moment, as the kids judo. say, Jax is him. Oh, <laughs> he is that guy. I, I, I think, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go one above you here. I think that it, I can safely say that Jax has got that dog in him. You know? <laughs> He's got that dog. <laughs> <laughs> so this takes us to part three in our cameo appearance. So Jax asked, who's next? And he kind of plants his, which is funny. It's a funny scene. He plants his uh, his weapon, a lamppost, into the cobblestones <laughs> and then just kind of sits there. And that's where the lamp should be anyways. It shouldn't be used as a weapon. I found that hilarious for some reason. <laughs> Uh, hey, anything could be a weapon, man. Yeah. <laughs> so then he hears, that would be me, but this is a woman's voice. And Jax is obviously taken aback. He's from a different time. And, <laughs> and Jax sees her and the horse that she came, rode in on, and the horse <laughs> is sweating. 
And her coat is dusty from obviously a long, hard ride. So she kind of booked. So obviously the word about Jax being here has spread to Damasia proper. And she rushed here. And she begins to march confidently past all the men who are still trying to argue who's going to go next. And she's now at the end of the bridge. And as she's doing this, because Jax, being a professional and knows his craft, he notices that her balance, her movement, and her confidence is already outclassing everyone just by her walking towards him. So Jax is like, who are you? And the reply he receives is, my name is Fiora of House <gasps> Laurent. She said, drawing her weapon, a dueling saber that gleamed with a perfect edge, and this is my bridge. And Jax grins beneath his mask as he says to himself, finally, an opponent worth fighting. And that's where the story leaves off. And yep. like... Again, this this whole story is just some good old Sakuga, right? <laughs> and then it ends with the promise of more Sakuga, <laughs> which is why we should get this animated, all right? Yep. Like, that would be awesome. But I, I do enjoy this story because uh, hearkening back to some stories that we've covered a lot on this show, uh, if we look at the events that we got from the Sentinels of Light, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, this big collaboration from a bunch of League of Legends champions that were gathering together to fight off the return of Viego. Mm-hmm. This this story could kind of be used for a similar kind of team that's built together that have cha- like these champions and heroes of Runeterra that gather together to fight off the threat of the void. Yeah. Because uh, Jax is already he's already kind of playing that role that um that Lucian plays in the story of the Sentinels of Light of going around because of like holy crap. I need help. <laughs> and so he's already going around. He's kind of fulfilling that role within this story. And we immediately get another player added to the game, which mm-hmm. that player is Fiora. And I would love to see like, J- like a Jax and Fiora skin that's themed to of like, you know, the fight against the void. I think like you could have like some really cool looking skins with that, you know, maybe like Fiora wielding some kind of like void powered, uh, void powered rapier. Yeah. And then like Jax being an actual armor instead of just a robe and a lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> like that would, like you could have a lot of fun with that. And like the story kind of, has the building blocks to put a story like that together yeah um so that that that's but that's me kind of more just nerding out at the idea of like yeah i just want to see jackson fiora duke it out so that jacks be like yeah yeah you you're in you're good at this. you're <laughs> you in kid, kid. <laughs> throw the towel at her <laughs> this episode is brought to you by coca-cola <laughs> But as always, Hedge, you know, said it best. So I have nothing to add to that. Um, Story's fun. Like I said, it rings those bells of stories from Ari Salvatore, which I love. So I I enjoyed reading this a lot. But thanks for listening. This is going to be a shorter one, obviously. Uh, And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah. Take care, everybody.